Welcome back to season five of Embracing Human. Today's episode is an update from me on what it means to embrace human, some of the things that I've learned and embodied since I first started this podcast over three years ago, and some updates on my story from way back in episode one to where I'm at now. It's also an episode that's really sharing vulnerably about where I'm still struggling and where embracing human continues to be a theme in my life in a way that I hope empowers you and helps you feel supported in your own journey at wherever you stand today, however you're feeling today, knowing that it's beautiful, you're amazing, and we're all human just out here trying to figure it out day by day. Welcome to Embracing Human, a podcast to remind you that you are not broken and in need of fixing, but simply human. Hang on, beautifully human, and as a human, you probably face challenges and obstacles. Am I right? I'm your host, Taryn Rain, founder of The Remote Yogi, and my intention for this podcast is to give you the tools to feel better physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Together, we'll explore what it is to embrace human. Let's do this. We are finally back with season five, and I'm feeling ultra human right now. I've been feeling ultra human, and this episode is coming two months later than I thought it would. So I'm going to dive a little bit more into why I'm feeling so human right now, but first, I just want to say welcome to everyone who's new to Embracing Human. This is now season five, so we're just passing 100 episodes, and at the end of every season, I take a bit of time off, six to eight weeks, just to recalibrate, get back in tune with myself. Sometimes running the podcast every week can feel really big, and I'm constantly sharing and being vulnerable, and so taking that time off really just allows me to recalibrate into myself and take time with myself. So... This time around, I thought, let me just take a couple months off, and then another month off, and then another month off, and I feel like I've just been putting immense pressure on myself to get this first episode back into the season correct. Like, that's even a possibility that there's a right or a wrong way to to restart this episode, to restart the season, and with that added pressure, I've just been avoiding, uh, as we tend to do as overly anxious people or just naturally anxious people. When things feel like a lot of pressure, we just avoid it. Um, So I've been in avoidance, and I'm calling that out today. Even this morning, I was journaling and and drinking my coffee before recording this episode, and I found myself like getting distracted while journaling and not finishing my journal session as quickly as I normally do because I knew as soon as I was done journaling, I was going to get on the mic and do this episode. So here I am just feeling ultra human. And what I want to do today is circle back to the concept of this podcast, Embracing Human. I 
brought this up in the very first episode way back when, over three years ago, where I shared some of my story. I shared the concept to Embracing Human. And what I want to do today is revisit that concept and see how it's kind of shifted and evolved over the last few years for me, see how my story has changed and evolved, um, kind of give you guys updates on where I'm at, where things are currently going. Um, yeah, and and... The humanness that I continue to be humbled by along the way, because I, I think that's the one big thing I wasn't expecting on the podcast was to continue to be humbled by just how damn human I can be and still finding myself at times rejecting that and wanting to show myself as more shiny and put together and less flawed than I am, which is normal, which is human. So right now, yeah, feeling feeling a bit messy. I don't know about you guys, but I, I think that a lot of us are jumping back into old, old lifestyles, things that we were doing before the pandemic hit, and it's just not landing the same way it did before. Or maybe we don't have the same energy that we had before. Or we just spent two years in constant uncertainty and stress that now like trying to do things like a lot on my plate, when I have a lot on my plate, when I have a lot on my calendar, when I'm doing a lot, moving a lot, it feels way more intense than it did a few years ago. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. But this is kind of where I'm at right now. I... I've been nomadic for over five years. I've been living out of my suitcase. There have been periods of time where I settle somewhere for a bit. Like I've spent a lot of time in Bali. Um, That's kind of what feels like home to me. But I'm still always moving, always exploring. And just before COVID hit, I spent six or eight months in Bali. I was doing events there. I was kind of building a home base there. I wanted to like have a place where I could come back to regularly and it feels like home, which it does. And, th- and that's amazing. And I'm glad I was able to do that. But I was there for a long time for me. Um, before that, I think the longest I had spent in one country was two months <laughs> at a time and was was really settled in Bali. And then COVID hit, spent even longer there. So I ended up staying there for um, maybe a year and a half or so by the time I, I left um come back to the States. My sister had a baby during COVID. So I came back to the States for a couple months. And then I spent all of 2021 in Mexico. And I traveled a bit around Mexico, but it was still like a bit more slow travel. I was in a new place every three months. I had a couple of weekend trips here and there, but very, very slow paced for me. And then this year, I couldn't wait to get back to Bali and get back to like what I know. So I went there as soon as I could at the beginning of this year. But I've been itching for the last three years to get back to travel, to get back to seeing the world again, to trying new places, to meeting new people, to being around other cultures. So I was ecstatic to be able to get back on the road again this summer and see more of Europe. Um, I'm currently in the Philippines, which is a new country I haven't been to before and was so excited and underestimated how chaotic travel is I like it's like a that part of the my memory just 
disappeared. And I thought, oh yeah, it'll be easy. I'll go to a new country every two weeks. That's plenty of time to <laughs> explore a little bit while working, while running the multiple businesses that I have. It'll be totally fine. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. So since then, I've spent the last three months in, in Budapest, in Istanbul, in Tirana, Albania, Tbilisi, Georgia, and now I'm here in the Philippines. And it has not been as easy as I remember it being. <laughs> and I've been feeling a bit ungrounded and a bit chaotic, and my energy hasn't been as consistent and yeah, it's just, it's just felt like a lot. And so I keep sitting down to like record this episode and I'm like, how can I record an episode and be an inspiration and help people and motivate people when I'm feeling like such a mess? And the reason this is so humbling is because I'm being reminded at the time of why I have this platform, of why I wanted to run the podcast in the first place, which was just to really embrace when we're not at our best and let that be okay. And remind you that we're not here to be perfect all the time. Um, my flaws scream out loud and clear, especially over the last couple of years and some of the things that have been changing in my life. And I'm excited to, to dive into that and the lessons I'm learning. Um, but that can be a hard thing when we are in a space like I am where I am a coach. I have a platform where I help people with their bodies and with their mental health and with their confidence. And it can be easy to get caught in the trap of wanting to be inspirational all the time because that's what I'm told from my audience that they want from me. And it's not real. And and so I'm being reminded of that today of just being vulnerable in where I'm at right now and sharing an update in my story with you guys. So that's what we're doing. For those who are brand new to Embracing Human, I dive deep into my story that really covers a lot of my young depression. Um, I started to deal with mental health issues around 11 or 12 years old. I dive deep into that story. I dive into finding yoga and how it, at 17, like blew my mind, um, really helped me find an outlet for my anxiety and, and for my stress. Not that I practiced regularly for a long time, but I found it. And the other thing I really dive into in that episode is getting married young and going through a divorce young and how that really shaped who I am now and, and part of the journey I'm on now. So if you want the juicy details of that part of my story, go all the way back to the very first episode, episode one, and check that out. Today, I want to kind of dive into the areas of my life where I'm still feeling superhuman. The things I'm learning, especially in therapy, as I continue to dive into like my childhood and, and why these patterns keep coming up. Um, and just like an update on like where I am, where the podcast is going and my, my vision for us as we move together, uh, as you're my listener and I am here to share the mess with you. <sighs> okay. So embracing human, this, uh, this whole concept started because I got tired of seeing the personal development industry doing a couple of things that I thought were cringy and not helpful. One, there's often this tone of, hey, here's all the ways that you're broken and flawed, and here's all the ways that my program or my coaching or this book will fix you and like 
get rid of all the ways you're broken. It's a, it's a clever marketing tactic because we already, so many of us already feel like we're broken, already feel like there's something wrong with us, already feel like we're flawed. And so that kind of messaging just calls to us. We're like, yep, I do feel broken already. They have my solutions. They're going to fix me. Perfect. And so it works, but it doesn't feel empowering. It doesn't make us feel good. It doesn't help to increase our self-esteem and the way we feel about ourselves. And it doesn't make it safe to still be flawed and human. Because the other part of this this concept of embracing human is, is recognizing that there will always be things we find about ourselves that are less than glamorous, that are less shiny. There are always going to be days that feel more stressful. There's going to be moments in our in our life where we're dealing with grief, where we're dealing with uncertainty, where we're dealing with anxiety. You know, we've seen this over the last couple of years. And it's probably not going to bring out our very best qualities. And the more we feel broken in those situations, the more it feels like something that we have to fix or change or evolve out of, um, the shittier it feels when those moments happen as they naturally will. So what I want to do with everything I share is to say, yeah, I've got tools to help clear out your anxiety. Yep, I've got tools to help you feel more confident. Yep, I've got lots of resources and practices we can do to feel really good in your body, to feel good about your voice and speaking up and advocating for yourself. And there are probably going to be days where you don't do that. There are probably still going to be days where you feel a lot of self-doubt. I'm feeling a lot of self-doubt this week. Um, And it doesn't mean that you're broken or that you're not doing the work. It's just part of the human experience as we have ups and downs and um, our brains are actually like created that way to protect us, to keep us safe. We've got all these old patterns, all these old conditions. And the more we can just accept it with like a very neutral energy or even, even one day a loving and compassionate energy where I can have a bad day and I go, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense that I'm feeling really stressed out and anxious. It makes sense that I have a lot of self-doubt this week. Yeah, I'm going through a lot at work and the pressure's feeling like a lot. And, and of course it feels um, heavy. And of course I'm doubting myself because I've, I've got all these, um, things I'm juggling and it's new and I've never done it before. So of course I've got some self-doubt coming up. Um, and the more we get into this like neutral energy with that, we can work with it. We can evolve through it. We can move through it at our own time and pace. It might not be (laughs) as quickly as we would like. This is where I'm at right now, where I'm just going through a period of, of like low energy and, And it's okay. And so really the whole point of this concept of this podcast is self-acceptance and just loving yourself exactly where you're at right now, understanding that you're not broken. We don't need to fix you. We're just going to give you some tools so that the the bad days feel less bad. When you do have good days, we can put practices in place to like help us feel stronger, help us feel um, more capable and and feel healthier overall. Um, But without the judgment, the self-judgment of um, feeling less than or not feeling good enough when we're having some trials and tribulations in our life. So that's the concept. I continue to be humbled by this podcast because I feel like I keep getting pushed in the areas that I coach on and the areas that I teach on, especially around stress and anxiety and overwhelm and self-doubt. So I started this 
podcast a couple years into my remote yogi business. I started this as I started traveling five years ago. Um, at least I go back to episode one. I left my marriage. I took control of my life. I like 180'd my life in a whole different direction, left the suburbs, left my corporate job and started traveling. And I wanted a way to stay in contact with my students back in the States. Um, I was a yoga teacher and I built this beautiful community of women that really supported each other. And I wanted a way to stay in, in contact with them. So I created this little remote yogi business. And as I continued to travel and meet people, more and more opportunities started coming up where I was able to share my message, whether it was hosting women's circles in, in Chiang Mai, Thailand, or um, doing retreats in Mendoza, Argentina, or building um, this coaching business and this brand that I've been able to do over the last few years, just kind of evolved organically and naturally. And um, that's what led to this podcast originally is as I was feeling really on top of my game and I'm I'm really have a lot of good things to share to the world and I still feel that way now. And I'm also recognizing that in trying to provide tools all the time, I'm also stepping into an old pattern that I have of trying to save and fix people around me. I also dive into this a little bit deeper in this episode called I'm Not Your Savior. I don't know which season that's on, but this is a, a thing that I struggle with. As a child, I was I was part of the Southern Baptist Church growing up. I was raised very religious. I was raised to really put others before myself, which is a, a big thing I've had to work on, people-pleasing, and, and also this concept of I can save people, right? This was taught to me at a young age where if I just share the truth enough, if I, if I share from the Bible, this is what I was taught as a child, if I just share and love and show them, I will save them. It's on me to like save as many people as I can. And I really, really took that in. And of course, like growing up religious, I wanted to be as perfect as I could be. I wanted to be as kind, as, as good, as unflawed as I could be. So I had all these kind of warped concepts there. But I also grew up with some mental health struggles in my family. So I had a parent who was struggling with depression. Um, and the more I'm like working with my therapist on this, I'm, I'm realizing I really wanted to fix them. And I really thought that if I do enough, I can save them from this struggle that they're going through with mental health, that I can save them through, you know, overcoming my own depression, overcoming my own mental health struggles. If I play the example enough, I will save her or them or anyone that I saw in my life that was struggling with any form of, of mental health issues. And so I had all these like concepts growing up and, and as I've gotten older, I've noticed parts of, parts of it are ego. And a lot of this conditioning has just run so deep that I continue to believe this, this subconscious thought that if I just work hard enough, if I just show up enough, if I just like share my story enough that it's going to help people. And then when I'm not getting that feedback from everyone around me, when I'm not hearing that it's like changing people's lives and it's saving people, then I start to like doubt myself. And this has like been part of the journey over the last couple of years is learning how to like step out of that pattern and learning how to embrace, um, 
that what I'm doing at all times is good enough, even if even if it helps no one. Even if I'm just recording this podcast for myself today and no one ever listens and it's not helpful to anyone else but me to share this journey that I'm on, that's great. So in that, in the last couple of years, I've stepped a little bit back from coaching. I've stepped a little bit back from my remote yogi brand in order to like take a breather and take a pause. I've actually launched a different business. I have a online agency now with a, with my business partner and we've got a team of people who work in the space of marketing and business strategy and analytics. And I've found it to be such a nice saving grace from my, um, my need to like constantly be in this motivator energy to constantly be in this space of like, I'm trying to save everyone around me because I just knew it wasn't healthy. I knew the pattern was coming up, even though I was aware of it. It's like, I think the more we do personal development, if anyone's listening and you relate to this, you like see the patterns, you're well aware of the patterns, you know why the patterns are happening. You have a whole history of like, here's why I'm acting like this. Yep. I had this issue as a child. Yep. I can see myself doing it. And yet here I go down the rabbit hole, fully aware of what's happening. And then the patterns continue. So I just wanted to take some like space back. So I've been, um, coaching a lot less, teaching a lot less, really building this other agency and did all this throughout COVID. So I started the agency um, right before COVID hit with my business partner. And we've, thank God, been able to like build and grow and stay, stay open throughout this pandemic. But with the uncertainty going on, I was also going through a major breakup and, and kind of questioning whether I should be coaching still when I'm obviously still so flawed and that, you know, the, the self-doubt that was coming up um, during this time period of like kind of like heavy darkness all over the world. Um, through all this, I got back into like severe like workaholism. I think it's just an easy thing to do when um, there's nothing else to do. And that's a pattern of mine is I have an addiction to – I'm just going to work to feel safe. So I, I do this thing where I'm like, I'm just going to work harder. I'm going to do more. I'm going to keep moving and never slow down. So I don't have to feel the fact that like the world is burning around me and it sucks. And so, yeah, I've been spending the last couple of years falling into workaholism, noticing it, taking a break, relaxing, doing all my steps, falling back into it, seeing it, doing all my steps, bringing myself back to, to normal. And like, I just keep repeating this, this pattern over the last couple of years. And what I'm like learning more and more as I go through this is just the more I accept it every time. And the more that I'm like, yep, this is, this is me. I'm still an amazing coach. I'm still an amazing teacher. I'm still definitely human and I'm flawed and, and that's okay. Um, the easier it is to like show up and, and be myself and, yeah, so that's what I wanted to get on and share today. It's just the, the fact that I'm still learning. I'm still collecting tools. I'm still feeling superhuman and not perfect. And I'm still falling, falling into bad patterns sometimes. And the point of this podcast is not to eliminate everything forever, but it's to feel like I can love myself even though that's happening. It's to feel like I can show myself compassion and understanding even though 
I still have work to do, even though there's still things to be healed, even though there's still patterns that I'm working on with my therapist that I want to remove. And I want to stop trying to save people. And I want to stop um, trying to show the world how good I am and just like letting it be. Okay. And knowing that that's my defense mechanism to protect myself, that I'm just trying to keep myself safe and that's beautiful and it's no longer needed. And I'm going to gently work on these concepts each, each day, each week that it comes up for me. But I feel like it's important. I feel like it's important right now that we're hearing that, you know, our patterns don't go away overnight, that you're still doing awesome, that you're not broken. Even if the same pattern that you're aware of keeps showing up over and over and over again, you're not broken. And it's amazing that you can recognize it. And all I want to leave you with is tools to have more compassion, tools to have more acceptance for where you're at. And, you know, if if there are some things I can teach you along the way to, to give you the next steps to help you move through things, awesome. Um, but really just like showering yourself in so much love and so much grace and so much compassion and knowing that you're still a badass, like knowing that even though I'm going through all of this, even though I have my good days and my bad days and I'm not as good of a leader in my agency as I would like to be. And I'm, I'm still learning how to, to be more vulnerable in the online space. And I'm learning how to be a good friend as I'm moving through my workaholism. And like all of these things are true and I'm still amazing and, and worthy of being loved and worthy of being, um, seen and heard right now (sighs) so that's where we're at that's where we're at with embracing human if you want to know more about like my actual story like I said back to episode one this is my story now I'm like coming out of two years of like ups and downs and and still really recovering from workaholism and that's okay and hopefully some of you relate to that. And if you do, please reach out to me on Instagram. As much as I'm like, I don't care if anyone listens, I would love to hear from you. And I would love to know if this resonates and this feels like um, the kinds of stories that you want to hear. Hope you're having an amazing day whenever you tune into this. Thanks so much for giving me this platform to just be me and to be honest. Love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Embracing Human Podcast. Just a podcast to remind you that it is cool to be human. You're not broken. And I would love to be able to share one of your stories. Being able to relate to other people's stories, whether it's a moment of triumph or something embarrassing or just one of those human moments, please share a story with me so I can get other people to feel like they're not alone in this world. My email is in the podcast notes, taryn at theremoteyogi.com. And tune back in every Tuesday around 7 a.m. Eastern time where I'll be dropping new episodes each week, depending on how human I am. To find more resources on embracing a badass human life, check out theremoteyogi.blog. You can find me on any social media at The Remote Yogi for lots of fun yoga, free meditations, and more topics like this that I'm sharing every day. Make sure to follow me and send me a hello on any social media platform. We'll see you guys or chat with you guys next week.